Welcome to Everything You Remember Sucks. I am your host, Anoop. I'm Colleen. And I'm Matt. Yes. Oh, and just... now I have all the power. The tables have turned, I was going to say. The table, the turn, how the turntables have turned. <laughs> Matt has been ostracized from the podcast, exiled to a new land. We're just upping and... the production quality, but we forgot to make a difference. We all have to be in the same place. Right, so we're like, right. oh, we'll so, all go to LA to record, but we could only afford to get one of us there. The weird thing is, <laughs> me and Colleen are in Denver right now. <laughs> Matt's in Paris. We fucked this up. We spent a lot of money. Yeah, that's our budget for the year. Yeah, yeah, we're we're only going to be doing things on stuff we already own for a while. I mean, we also dug pretty deep to get the craft singles and Wonder Bread loaf. So no, that was that was deep. Yeah, I'm hurting. Uh, so this week. We very special episode and Colleen is in LA and Matt is still in Austin. Lame. Yeah, I know, right? Uh and a very special episode. We're back to food, guys. And I know you remember last time I did uh I did Lunchables, which was bad, but I thought we needed a win this week. So this week is grilled cheese. The greatest Ooh. of all creations. <laughs> we brought it back. Is it uh are we ever going to do a food episode that doesn't involve like cheese product? Because we did the Pizzone, we did Lunchables, and now we're oh, doing grilled cheese. Like, will there be any childhood food that doesn't have some processed um, Gushers. cheese? Gushers, Gushers has a lot of cheese. In yeah, it. those are nacho cheese in the center. When was the last time you had a Gusher? Oh boy, that would be so unpleasant. Like Blue raspberry with gummy. nacho cheese. Yeah. Or like, yeah, oh, like beef, like. Like a beef bouillon, bouillon gummy, <laughs> full of full of cheese. That's that's a close to eating a like a pus filled abscess as you can get. Okay, but what if what if it's like a French onion, but the outside is like a crouton? No, yeah, it has a gummy. That'd be delicious. But it's not gummy. But like not a not a cru- not a full crouton because you can't. It's a okay. porous you have surface. You change the name, so it would be like a splusher. So you want a cold <laughs> soup in the middle of a. Bread box? Just, no, not necessarily. What if we hollow out a beet and fill it with gazpacho? <laughs> is that where your fucking camera is? Yeah, my camera's right there. It's like in a. So you just push it down? Yeah. Sorry. It's real compelling for the podcast listeners. Sorry. All right, his camera is on a key. Yeah, so that people can't see me when I jerk off. <laughs> well, I just cover mine with tape when I jerk off. Well, some of us are more civilized than others, aren't we? <laughs> I was worried how we were going to sexualize grilled cheese, but it turns out we don't need the topic to lead us there. We'll no, just no, get no. there. We, okay, guys, grilled cheese. Um, so th- this week we did two grilled cheeses, one classic, one a little bit more of a modern take. Uh, what's what's your history with grilled cheese, Matt? So grilled cheese, I think, is like one of those things that you eat growing up, but probably more importantly, it's like one of the first things you can cook yourself competently. Like, yeah. I was thinking before the podcast, like, oh, like, I don't know if I have a first memory, but I remember making so many grilled cheeses for myself, which yeah. was, like, I think how I came to love them so much. Because that independence is so awesome when you're, like, 12 years old, like, oh, I'm going to use the stove. Yeah, for sure. I remember making a lot of grilled cheeses in college, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't end. I still make grilled cheeses, like, semi-regularly. 
I don't know if I've made one in a while, to be honest. To be fair, we mostly upgraded. We don't have bread a lot, but we always have tortillas. So we've just upgraded to the uh, the classic quesadilla. Oh, yeah. That is very much in a, a sort of adult lazy move where it's like, I made quesadillas for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> you shredded a rotisserie chicken. But, hey. Put cheese in it. Sometimes you don't even do that. We yeah. just do cheese and just tortilla. Cheese. I mean, the shredded rotisserie chicken in between two tortillas is very good. It's incredible. Yeah. That actually it's sounds incredible. great for dinner. Maybe I'll go pick that up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Colleen, your history with grilled cheeses? Um, you know, I don't really remember making a lot because I burned them a lot. Like, and I got, I was really bad at making Colleen them. Colleen has this issue with anything cooking-wise where... Too hot. The stove dial going below medium is apparently going to like let the demons out or something. So <laughs> yes. that doesn't happen. So everything has to be cooked on medium high heat yeah. or more. Grilled cheese requires low heat to toast the bread and melt the cheese. Otherwise, yeah. you don't get the melty cheese part. I so- got the melty cheese part as a child, but I also just got the burnt toast. Right. Yeah. So it's precarious, but uh, I did follow. I made sure that I was like following my mom's recipe. I was like, okay, what did I eat when I was younger? And she, she, it was, it was Wonder Bread and Kraft Singles, and that was it. Usually with tomato soup, though, mm. like with a Campbell's tomato tomato soup. She even bought me uh, when we moved into our our apart our first apartment together. She even bought us those like uh, like they're like a bowl attached to a plate, and she was like, it'll be great for grilled cheese and tomato soup because that's how much I ate it as a child <laughs> yeah i didn't do tomato soup as a child so i i it was just grilled cheese for me i i was more of a straight grilled cheese person very very similar standard wonder bread uh craft cheese singles nothing too crazy there we did a lot of margarine growing up mm. which had the benefit of always being spreadable which is certainly nice um but Butter is definitely just a superior product yeah. that yields a better flavor and better browning. Yeah. Butter is like one of the key flavors of the grilled cheese. Like, especially if you're using Wonder Bread, there's not much else going on. So. No, no. It's been a while since I've had Wonder Bread. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting into it, it's not as bad as I rem- as I thought it would have been. Dude, it's like the perfect grilled cheese bread. I don't think I've ever actually gotten Wonder Bread, like, ever. I think this might have been my first grilled cheese on legit Wonder Bread. And yeah. it's so good because it's, like, nothing that just gets crispy. Yeah, it's just lightly, like, lightly sweet, empty car. It's truly empty car. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it, yeah, it just, like, fries up, essentially, in the butter. It worked really well. Uh, I guess we'll start off on the classic grilled cheese. Now, neither of us bought a separate loaf of bread for the fancy grilled cheese or the adult grilled cheese uh, because neither of us are living that because we're millennial adults and we can't afford two loaves of bread at the same time. It's not that I can't afford two loaves of bread. It's that I can't waste a loaf. Basically, that is really a loaf and a half of bread. I'm not going to eat all this white bread. Yeah. That's also the life I live. We don't live in the sort of 90s where everybody could just pretend that white bread was okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I only eat multigrain like, bread. I get a little fatter just looking at the loaf in my pantry whenever I'm in there. Right. Now. So, it is interesting to think that that was something that was so ubiquitous that nowadays I'm like, oh, I could never eat that. Yeah. <laughs> like, but wait, I, hold I on. white bread. Before we get into the classic itself, like one of the things I was thinking about is... I can't remember who exactly in my extended family did this, but they did the mayo as opposed to butter as the fat. And I was tempted to try it for this, but 
yeah it it seemed like like too much of a risk like i don't want to make a whole grilled cheese and have the mayo not work out for me but well now you probably have a lot of wonder bread left <laughs> i think i'll try it today i'll report and you back. can get mayo at work any day right you don't yeah. even have to buy a full jar of mayo <laughs> right that's true yeah, do we even own mayo it. uh yeah it may have been purchased when we moved into the house so does mayo so two years ago I don't, does mayo go bad? I used to say. I don't think it goes bad, but there's like probably a, a shelf life of when you should consume it by. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. It does something to you after a point right. time. That lets the demons out. Well, I feel like it doesn't go bad. It just starts bad. I like, like it, it is, is bad. bad. Yeah, I mean, plain mayo is pretty, pretty weak. I thought you didn't like mayo. I don't. I don't love it, but like okay, in certain what is situations, it's good. Fried chicken sandwiches, right? Yeah, exactly. Mayo yeah. on fried chicken is pretty classic. Um, on the particularly the the shittiest scenario of mayo that I still like is a Burger King original chicken sandwich with the fakest mayo. It's the fakest chicken with the fakest mayo. And I will still fuck that shit up. Yeah, a chicken sandwich <laughs> is pretty much the only place I like like plain Jane mayo. I think that or a BLT, but because I don't oh, use BLT. the tea, so yeah. I need the wet from the mayo. Oh, yeah, she needs the wet. Yeah. She's, normally, she just the problem is like putting water, mayo but... on anything. I feel like just like is leaning in too hard. Like if I were to make a turkey sandwich on white bread and put some mayo on that, like I'm pretty sure you'll trans. You'll I'll just totally auto transform. auto vote for Trump next election. <laughs> <laughs> right. You you'll look down and you're wearing a t-shirt tucked into khakis right. with a belt right around your navel. And you can't you can't take it off. It's cursed. It's attached to you. It's on there. Yeah. That's the demon you let out. It's a cursed exactly. belt. That so, fastens. Yeah, I, I just onto worry you. about towing that line, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. Fair. It's a dangerous game. I mean, mustard's superior anyways on a turkey sandwich. So. You know, on a sandwich, I do a little bit of ranch actually. Mm. See, that's an elevated mayo. Yeah, I, I don't actually like ranch in pretty much any other scenario. Like, I don't eat ranch on salads. I'm not a ranch and buffalo wings guys. But a ranch on, like, a turkey sandwich, that's kind of where I live at. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, I'm, I'm blue cheese for life. Mm. I guess I could put blue cheese on a turkey sandwich. I haven't thought of that. I'm pretty hungry talking. Next that sounds step. pretty funky. Next yeah, time. this. Oh, guys, you should get some snacks for this podcast. Yeah. It's going to be a hungry one. This, several hungry boys and one or more hungry girls on this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, the classic, though. Like, let's talk about, I think we talked about the components, right? Right. But, right. So it's Wonder Bread, Kraft Singles, Butter. Yeah. Right. And one of the things that I used to do growing up, because like you're a child and you have limitless time and also like very little sense of having to clean up after cooking a whole meal because you're only cooking one grilled cheese. I used to heat two pans up to expedite this process and then put it in mm-hmm. one and then put the other hot pan on top and then put some weight on it to like press it really and cramp it. get a real crisp. And Wonder Bread, essentially, structurally speaking, exists in a place where it will become a sheet of paper. Right. At any moment. You're basically turning it into a cracker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, any, like, sandwich bread, I'm pretty sure does that. Like, we were a big Martin's potato bread family, so it did the same thing. But, yeah. Yeah. But this time around, so this time around, I didn't really make it like I made it when I was a kid because... I made it like I know how to make a grilled cheese sandwich, which is like low temperature, keep it moving, get like a nice even brown. 
on it both sides uh two slices of cheese two slices of cheese guys you did two slice? slices of cheese i used to do three and then i got three out for this and i made the grilled cheeses for colleen and i and i got two on this loaf of bread or the slice of bread and i went i can't put a third on here That's- oh boy <laughs> three seems like a lot even to me and i'm a chunky boy right. so three's a lot three's a lot i'm glad you didn't go three stuck with two I think two is a very reasonable amount. I think two is the right decision. Yeah. Um, I used to do some weirder things. I, I used to make uh, peanut butter and grilled cheese sandwiches. It's that actually very really good. good. A lot of people don't like it, but it's very good. I mean, good. I love those orange crackers with the peanut butter in them. The like, Yeah, like, yeah. I would try it. That sounds okay. It's not bad. It's good, actually, if you do, like, an organic peanut butter, too. Something that's not too sweet. It, it like, has a different flavor to it. I can um, see it. Some, that's something I used to do. Uh, we switched to wheat bread pretty early on, which kind of killed the grilled cheeses. Because I don't think a grilled cheese is as good on wheat bread. Definitely. Um, I don't think there's a good balance of flavor there. I think it's got to be white or sourdough. Yeah. Um, very slow on both sides. I think I did like five minutes per side. It was, you know, you do it to sight. But it was like pretty much five minutes per side. Uh, that shit came out uh, golden brown. <laughs> Yeah, yours came out looking so good. Um, I didn't let the butter soften it enough because I forgot we were doing grilled cheeses for dinner until like 45 minutes before. So Wonder Bread being the packaged air that it is could not maintain yes. any spreading of this. Like, It wasn't even hard butter. It wasn't like straight out of the fridge. It was still soft, but it wasn't yes. like cl- as close to melted as possible that it would just... So I microwaved it Yeah, I also didn't leave it out. Yeah. And I only microwaved it very quickly. So even the liquefied butter wasn't like separated. Yep. So I was able to spread some of it and then I just literally, I painted the other That's one. That's what I was thinking butter. about doing. What I actually also used to do as a kid is I would melt the pad of butter in the pan and then dip <laughs> the pieces of bread and then assemble and then grill them. So it was like... It's not a bad idea. Yeah, that, was, that idea. was how I got coverage. I also used to throw some more butter in, so you're basically like pan frying this bread. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna, same. Yeah, as everyone knows on the podcast, I'm going to die at 36 years old, so... Sure. Yeah. If that really happens, I'm going to look back on this podcast and be really pissed off. I mean, the it's writing's been happen. on the walls. <laughs> like, the writing's on the The writing is recorded in audio form. Right? Less, you edit it Less than week. a decade with you. Yeah. Uh, it's... Oh, wait, do, wait, wait. do you re-add butter when you flip i used to this time i just spread both sides this time yeah it didn't i didn't felt i didn't feel the need on this one as we'll get to i did do it on the second one but um so made the craft cheese i mean it's pretty straightforward assembly process okay what'd you guys think of the classic hold on grilled cheese did you slice oh yeah down uh, diagonally yeah of course like the only sandwich that i slice in this direction is a grilled cheese I actually slice every sandwich in that direction. Really? All sandwiches are better sliced diagonally. I think every sandwich is better diagonally. It tastes better. Those corners yep. of like a turkey sandwich or some shit, it's yep. good. It's just, it's the optimal sort of delivery. <laughs> because if mechanism. you, okay, if you do it in the middle, then it, it, I don't know, no, it just I does like, something. I, I like that, like, I think if you do it in the middle as opposed to diagonally for a regular sandwich, you get that like thick centerpiece where like everything is kind of mounted together I, yeah you know, i like ta- that i like no i, like I would argue you actually get a wider centerpiece on a diagonal cut than i'm gonna you do i'm on. gonna get some cold cuts and i'll make two sandwiches identically like i'll, I'll make them not knowing which one i'm gonna slice which way and then yeah. slice them and then we'll see 
I'll this is easily double blind. Yeah, exactly. We could get 10, like we could get a group of 20 people, right? <laughs> Give 10 of them sandwich diagonally sliced, the other 10 sandwich uh, halfway sliced or hot dog sliced, whatever you want to call it. And see... Just, like, give them a sandwich survey afterwards. Yeah. And they just rate the sandwiches and see what they think of it. Yep. And I bet, on average, the diagonal slicers will have enjoyed their sandwiches more. Yep. The diagonal also works for the grilled cheese with the tomato soup thing, because I think the corners sure. give you a bit of, obviously, a point to dip. I think yeah. you guys are crazy that every sandwich is diagonal. A peanut so butter I'm and jelly out. diagonal? Yep. Peanut butter and jelly diagonal, man. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And also, if you're not a fan of crust, but you're an adult person who understands that they can't just cut off the crust, it's a very effective way of dealing with the crust quickly. You just eat it first? You eat the crust first. If you're you're an adult person, just cut off the white bread crust that is also not giving you any nutritional value. Well, the wheat bread crust has all the nutrition. (laughs) That's where all the seeds and shit is. (laughs) shitty bread are you eating i'm getting good bread good bread i i'm happy with my dad uh, also I before i forget so. it before i forget it i so i didn't eat grilled cheeses a lot as like, i mean i ate a lot of them probably but my sandwich of choice was peanut butter and fluff because sugar that um, seems like it would be difficult to cut diagonally it is it, it's not that I, seems like it would be difficult to cut period yeah i don't think every I ever time cut she makes one fluff the fluff is like out of the sandwich by the, the time fluff she's is like it. basically and like you take a bite of it, it just squirts out the other end but i was gonna say because you were saying it's hard to spread butter on the bread mm-hmm. fucking try spreading fluff on that fluff shit can't be spread i literally so i came up with the system when i was younger because i <laughs> was not good at the oven but i was i could toast things okay so i would just toast my bread and then, like, I would have a toasted peanut butter and fluff sandwich, but I would toast it before I put anything on it, just so that I could spread shit on it. Yeah, I mean, that does work. It's an effective mechanism. And with Wonder Bread, it's the only thing adding structure to it. Otherwise, so. it just, tear- like, it tears apart within right seconds. It. Yeah, it's- fluff is more, like, you could build shit with fluff. Yeah. yeah. Like, legitimately, it's pretty sticky. Yep. Um, so, what did you guys think? That's oh, amazing. It's like, yeah. it, it's... A little sweet from the Wonder Bread. It's fatty from, I don't even know what American cheese really is besides just like another form of solidified fat and salt that Americans can eat because there's no real like cheese flavor. So it's like rich from the American cheese and the butter and it's crunchy. Like, yeah, I actually thought several things, but sometimes, yeah, you do that. Sometimes, every once in a while. The cheese actually tasted way better than I thought it would. Did you? It like taste... had a milkiness to it. Did you taste the cheese just in, in single form? No, because I do remember strongly what that tastes like. You should go get like either immediately after recording or while we're recording this, like try just a bite of American cheese. It is not pleasant. Okay, Colleen, you give your opinion. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, as I was assembling, I tried the cheese because I don't remember the last time I've had a cold slice of American cheese. And I, I feel like I have a cold slice of American cheese a lot more than I want to admit. <laughs> so yeah, I, I tried a bite of it. I was like, ooh, like nostalgia goggles were pretty heavy going into this. Really helped with the hike that I did earlier today. <laughs> Should have brought this with me, left it ooh, in the wait, car. Oh, wait, wait, the ASMR. Now that is still an incredibly satisfying packaging method. Yeah. Incredibly wasteful, yeah. but... Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder who came up with this. Okay, so 
it te- actually doesn't tear quite like I remember it tearing. It, like, it has layers. Yeah. Does right? it? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, give me a piece. Sorry, Matt. If you were in LA, you could eat some. I can go yeah, get this my is, own. This is like, I remember this exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember it exactly, but it's not great. At least in my opinion. It's just like, oh boy. It definitely tastes better on a grilled cheese. Right. That is for damn no, it, sure. it's amazing on anything melted. Like, I think American cheese might actually be my favorite cheese on a burger because it just goes away. It just becomes <laughs> like another another layer. But yeah, like just cold. Oh, I'm not a fan. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely an interesting experience. But melted, which is what we're dealing with here. It had a good richness. Uh-huh. It had kind of, it kept that tartness. Yep. Um, it was just, it was a really solid, like I could have easily, I could easily keep making those. I w- will, because yeah. I have a bag of craft cheese singles and a Wonder Bread. <laughs> I mean, it's just like for a sandwich too, like you eat it so fast. It's like five or six bites. It's just oh yeah, amazing. Crunchy goodness. You have to eat it like, when the cheese is still potentially going to burn you, you can't let it start to like re-solidify. Yeah. It's just, it's not at all particularly different than I remember it being at its perfect. I have no complaints about it. It is, it is the, I'm going to go out on a limb, the optimal grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. I think it would be hard. Part of me was thinking like, I really wish that I guess we could for some of our ultra marathons, but like I was like this would be fucking perfect mid ultra like because they make quesadillas a lot at these ultras, but I don't want a fucking quesadilla. I want this grilled cheese. I want a grilled cheese that somebody meant spent ten minutes making and that and it's yeah. perfectly browned and it's super crunchy. Like it's just so satisfying. But like a few of those, you're not gonna have any like flesh in your mouth. Yeah, because it is like more like the first bite where the cheese just oozes and like yeah. it's like pizza burn everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it really is. Yeah, they do make grilled cheese at some ultras too, but then nothing is sadder than an old grilled cheese. Yeah, oh, like I boy. want a fucking yeah. fresh you off, want it the, off the fresh griddle. off the stove. Yeah, I had a very strong sense of memory. I don't know what scenario this happened in. I was at summer camp, and I guess my parents had either my parents had made grilled cheese. And sent me with it, which doesn't really seem like a thing they would do. Mm-hmm. Or we were eating just like old grilled cheese at the camp. Like they had made it earlier and we were eating it, which seems a little bit more likely. But it, I had that memory and it was very viscerally unpleasant to me. Yeah. Because I mean, it's, it's just... eating this cheese, but now it's like melted into old Wonder Bread. Yeah. And like, it's just not the, like the warmth of it and the butteriness. It's like, yeah, that. Yeah just doesn't carry very well yeah cold butter leaves sort of a waxy film on your mouth yeah Yeah. and then the cheese is just like even this is fine but after you melt it and re-solidify it with the bread because the bread draws some of the fat out of it so it becomes very like gluey and plasticky yeah we let some of it cool and it gets like a skin back you're like all right it's trying its best to go back to that that flat sheet Exactly. It'll do it. In a long enough time, the bread will rot away and it'll just be the perfect flat crowd cheese single again. Uh, But a really solid grilled cheese, I think. I mean, yeah, I 
I really wish that we had made tomato soup so that I could eat it like the way that I did when I was younger. But like even without the tomato soup, goddamn, it was good. I did get Lay's potato chips, which I haven't bought in maybe my entire like independent adult life. Like just yeah, I'm a I'm a Ruffles Ruffles sour cream. Yeah, I, or I, I'm all about kettle chips now because I need that crunch in my life, but. Just oh, yeah. like the thin greasiness with the sandwich with and super salty, like yeah, yeah. Well, oh. my my go to was the grilled cheese with tomato soup and salt and vinegar chips. Mm. That sounds amazing. Even just like yeah. oh man, salt and vinegar chips probably crumbled into tomato soup is probably like yeah. I feel like that would ruin your mouth. I oh, also absolutely. used to put salt and vinegar chips like on sandwiches, not grilled cheese because it's perfect and it doesn't need it. But anytime I made like a ham sandwich or like a salami sandwich, I would put chips on it. Yeah, that makes sense. And this is this is one of those things I do not honestly think this is going to transition into our next topic, which is sort of the adult or the fancy grilled cheese. Um, I don't think buying a grilled cheese makes a ton of sense. Like at a restaurant. At a restaurant. I feel like almost invariably you can make a better grilled cheese at home. Well, this is the classic two falls like we had it for dinner, but we also had our our fancy one. But it's more of like a snack. Like it's like a hot snack that you just like whip together. Sure. The classic is very not filling. Right. So like kind of it doesn't necessarily fit in like meal territory in my mind either. Like going to a restaurant, if they were like our adult grilled cheese and it had like pancetta or something on i don't even know what it would have it probably have like prosciutto and mm-hmm. some balsamic reduction or something yeah i'm just like reaching but i'm sure i've have seen you, this on a menu have you not been to roxy's i've always been roxy's is a grilled cheese sandwich chain essentially in boston but it's a store and a grilled cheese truck yeah. I've always been thoroughly underwhelmed with Roxy's. Yeah, I've had like one yeah. ro- one or two Roxy's grilled cheese. It's $6 for essentially what we made for 75 cents. Yeah, you could easily make like 10 Roxy's grilled cheeses for the price of a Roxy's yeah, grilled cheese. Yeah, but it's still a meal. Like that's, I'm more or less not, I'm not saying it's the best place to buy grilled cheese. And I think you could definitely make a grilled cheese better and cheaper. But I still feel like that's a pretty good meal. I can, I'll I give think you the, the meal no. on that. I think... I think the fancy one we made was a meal. Like that sandwich was filling enough to be a meal. But I'm talking about just yeah. like how grilled cheese sits in my mind. And because in my mind it is a craft single, like shitty sandwich bread. And that's it. It's just a hot snack. Yeah. You know what I'm fair. saying? I, I think that actually brings us perfectly to our next, I think, transitioning topic. Which is as we get into these fancy grilled cheeses, what is the line? That makes a sandwich a grilled cheese versus a sandwich versus a melter. You know, this is a common internet debate. And for you guys, when does it stop being a grilled cheese and start being uh, sort of a melt or something else? If the star of the show is not the cheese, Mm -hmm. it's not a grilled cheese. I think it's fair. Yeah, like if there's like a like bacon is okay on it, but if like there's ham slices or turkey slices, like yep. then it's just a melt. Yeah, I would argue. So for me, uh, any sauce, hot sauce, whatever, fine, mm-hmm. right? Vegetables for the most part, fine. I think you could, any vegetable, tomatoes, whatever it might be, totally fine. The line that I really think 
divides like a melt and a grilled cheese, and I don't really know what side of the line it falls on, is bacon, actually. Really? Because any other meat product, it's not a grilled cheese anymore. Yeah. Literally any other. But bacon is an interesting one to me, because I think most people would feel like, oh, you put bacon on it, it's still a grilled cheese. Right. I would argue otherwise. I think maybe it crosses over to the sandwich territory, to an elevated BLT or something of the sort. I think if you assemble it like, a BLT and just happen to grill it, then sure. Like if there were lettuce and tomato, but mm-hmm. just like the, we did like super crispy, thin strips of bacon on our fancy. Um, and it had literally no change, like the texture. It was just flavor. So mm. I, I don't know if I necessarily agree, but I do think when you were going through it, I was almost like, yeah, if you add any other protein, then it's not, a melted cheese sandwich it is that right. protein sandwich so exactly i'm like, like I, i'm kind of agreeing with you and now i'm like oh shit do i have to make another grilled cheese well that's the thing that i didn't stop you and i didn't i didn't bring this up when we were talking about the sandwiches we were planning because i do think there is room for debate on right. bacon um roxy's being a good example but you see this at a lot of like fa- fancy grilled cheese places they'll be like oh this is our short rib grilled cheese i'm like fuck it's not a grilled cheese yeah. it's a short rib sandwich which is great and delicious but like what are we doing here? yeah when i originally yeah. was trying to think of my fancy i was going to do like a smash burger with in a grilled cheese which would probably be so incredibly delicious but yeah. then i was like oh, but that's really just a burger patty melt like yeah right right and it's like if you think about it like, for example, there are burgers out there where they would make the buns out of grilled cheeses, yeah. right? And it's like, if that's the mechanism, if the sandwich could then be, you could replace the single layer of bread with more grilled cheeses and it would be a novelty, that seems to be a line for me, yeah. right? Like, if I made a craft cheese single and I said, but instead of the bread, it's grilled cheeses, that's just a grilled, it's still a grilled cheese. The sandwich hasn't fundamentally changed. It's a grilled so it's cheese layers. club. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be pretty good. Exactly, it would be fine. It would be grand. I think. Like Let's just, try that. If you just kept grilled cheesing until you had like a super grilled cheese, yeah. I think that honestly, okay, that would take it from a snack territory to an actual meal Absolutely. territory. Is if you made a grilled cheese out of grilled cheese. Mm. So that's four slices of bread and six slices of craft single. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. Well, that so you would fill me up. you would make. The first grilled cheese, and then you would grill cheese that grilled cheese. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking you make two grilled and cheeses, then, right. and then put cheese in the middle and grill cheese. Well, those two. I would, I think, so, those two are technically the buds of your right. grilled cheese. See, I think you'd still get the same. Wait, you so get wait, more Matt, bread. what's yours? You make a grilled cheese, and then you take that off, let it cool a little bit, and then you put cheese on both sides. And then re-toast it with two new slices of bread. Because you got to get that melting in every layer. Uh, right. See, I, my picture was more of a noobs where it's two grilled cheeses that you're using as bread. You Which f- is interesting because fundamentally the, it's the same. You get the same end product. It's the same but, end product, but it feels different, doesn't you, it? It, does. it feels easier to make two grilled cheeses and then use those as bread than it, than it feels to make one grilled cheese and then put cheese on each side of it and grill it. Because like that seems like more work. We have a fuck ton of Wonder Bread. Maybe this will be my experiment tonight. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, what would be interesting is to make both and then feed them to somebody who didn't know the way you made them and see if they could guess 
which way you would made it. If if there is actually any difference. The first one would just be like, are you trying to fucking kill me? Like, this is what you're <laughs> yeah, feeding I mean, yes. me? Yes, 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 I'm trying to kill you <laughs> with cheese. Uh, so, yeah, the, the bacon line is kind of the line for me where I'm like, I don't know if this is a grilled cheese anymore. To your point, I think that is a good distinction. If the bacon is, like, pouring out of the sandwich, yeah. that's a BLT or a bacon-centric sandwich. If the bacon is added in a layer to the grilled cheese, I think that is still a grilled cheese. Yeah, if you have, like, some thick-cut, like, really good bacon that, like, actually has some texture and chew, maybe. Like, we had Hormel bacon that I cooked to basically just be, like, a bacon cracker, and then yeah, that was crumbled in- Right, exactly. So, and Funny I that enough, on- you can use bacon glass to kill a White Walker as well. <laughs> And I did that on purpose because, like, I didn't want – because to me, the failing would be if you took a bite and the bacon slid out or Ugh. you had to, like, ch- like there was some, like, chewy, yeah. fatty, which normally I like my bacon a little on the chewier side, not on the super Ew. crispy side. Do I even know you? No, I don't. I think I like plain the- bacon, like, on a with eggs and you have bacon on the side is better, slightly more chewy. But in a sandwich, it has to be yeah. like... It has to be extra crazy. It needs to be dragon glass bacon. Right. You need it, like... I'm not saying chewy, like, I want to just, like, barely heat up a strip of bacon. But I like the ratio... He'd like to eat a pig. Yeah. I like there to be a ratio of chewy to crispy. Which most places do poorly. Anyway. Yeah. I think a good chewy adjacent one is when it does get a little bit more thick cut and you can actually kind of see the striation. Like it's a bit more, there's actually meat there. Yeah, So it's cooked all the way through, but it's actually like you're eating a product as opposed to bacon vapors. Let's just start a food podcast because this is clearly what we actually want to talk about. I mean, clearly it's (laughs) much easier for me to talk about. Okay. Uh, So what did you guys do in your fancy grilled cheese? Uh, Could Colleen even say what we made? Um, no. Yeah, okay. So, I didn't want to go too crazy from a grilled cheese, but now mm-hmm. I towed the bacon line, so maybe I went further than I thought. Um, but yeah, bacon... How dare you? There's ba- a great episode of Black Mirror about the bacon line, by the way. <laughs> bacon cooked, like, very, very crispy. Um, caramelized onions cooked to almost just, like, disintegration. Like, mm. I let those things go until they were dark brown and, like, had... And they were so thinly sliced, there was no texture. Because again, to me, if there's any change to the mouthfeel, I guess, of a grilled cheese, then I failed. Um, yeah. I think caramelized onions is a very strong grilled cheese accessory. Yeah, yeah. it was delicious. Oh, it was so good. Um, a little bit of Dijon mustard, just to add mm-hmm. a bit of like tang and, and heat to it. And then the cheese was colby jack or cheddar jack okay. cheddar jack um because okay. sharpness but then i wanted that like super melty jack cheese um you know stuff you get when it's just that that white goodness yeah um how'd it turn out what'd you think oh my god i thought this was <laughs> really really freaking good definitely meal <laughs> territory not in snack and we had already had most of a craft singles grilled cheese so mm-hmm. pretty full but appetizer <laughs> I I I personally like this one more than the craft single one. Um, mm-hmm. The Dijon mustard being a little bit of like cutting through all the fattiness was really good. The caramelized onions being a little sweet. Um, bacon, I, it's definitely overplayed in 2019 for bacon on everything. It's not like 2012 or 2013 I anymore. I think but, bacon has calmed down a little yeah, bit. Because like 
five years ago, too much bacon. But it's nowadays, bacon's gone through puberty. Bacon knows its place in life. But it's amazing. Like, bacon is tasty. So, <laughs> yeah, it was good on a grilled cheese sandwich. Um, I liked it, but I think it would have been top fucking notch if we got some sourdough bread. I think that would have, like, a thick cut sourdough bread would have, like, made it over the top. But since it wasn't and it was just Wonder Bread, I honestly probably would have just wanted to eat. Like, if you were like, do you want another, if I was hungry enough and you were like, do you want another grilled cheese? I would have been like, yeah, make me the classic. Not that it wasn't delicious, but like, it's just the nostalgia. I wonder if you had added all the accoutrements with the classic grilled cheese, like the Dijon, the bacon, essentially you substitute the Colby Jack out for American. What do you think would have been good or would the is the classic grilled cheese best alone with like just the craft single it would have worked the problem is like i don't think there would be even a point like at that point i might as well just have like a bacon and caramelized onion sandwich with like yeah because it yeah. just would it, it wouldn't stand out like at least the cheddar has a little bit of bite a, a bit of sharpness so there yeah. was something to, to stand up against everything else but it would have been fair. it would have been a good like ooey gooey type sandwich. Like you could probably sell that out of of a back of a truck for eight dollars a sandwich and probably. fucking bank. Yeah. Ugh, what a sad world. But yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um good for a totally different sort of like experience. Like obviously no nostalgia. I don't even think caramelized onions would have been something I'd eaten as a high schooler and younger. Um, oh, definitely not. So Dijon mustard probably would have been towing that line too of just like too much flavor. Oh, I loved mustard as a child. But like Dijon, form Dijon mustard's like a different. It's got a funk to it. Yeah, literally any mustard I would eat. But I love oh mustard. man, Dijon mustard has become like one of my favorite ingredients. So putting it on the sandwich is a good idea. But my mouth's watering talking about it, which I think is an indication that yeah, I, I would whip one up for. Uh, I'm alone tonight, so maybe I will whoop one up for dinner. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens, ladies and gentlemen, when I leave my husband, hey, he just makes grilled cheeses. I have Admittedly, we are talking a lot about grilled cheese. I had my friends come over and order me an extra Domino's pizza for my leftovers throughout the weekend uh, yesterday nice. because, let's be real, that's about as much effort as I want to put in. Yeah. I mean, you crisp up a Domino's pizza on the pan, though. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. You know what? Make a grilled cheese out of Domino's pizza. Sure, I'll do that tonight. I'll die in my oh, sleep. Oh but. my god, Matt. Because the the facial reaction you had did not match the tone of voice you had. You looked so joyous. And yeah. then you're like, yeah, sure. That'll be fine. I can't. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't I, let I, the audience I, like actually try. see what gets me going like that. Oh my god, yeah. You you were full into it. I don't think he looked like that on, my, on our wedding day. You, yeah, you guys looked pretty tired on your wedding day, to be honest. <laughs> Busy day. I was very sick. Yeah. Very ill. Yeah. All right, Newt. Run us through your your Right, fantasy. right. So I did some research ahead of time, right? Uh, the two inspirations I was using, uh, Binging with Babish has an episode where he makes, uh, I think it's like called the Ultimate Grilled Cheese from the regular show. Mm-hmm. And in it, he uses a method from Serious Eats where you can turn any cheese into a craft cheese single texture. Essentially, by emulsifying it with uh, gelatin and a little bit of cornstarch, you can make any cheese into a single and then 
put that on a sandwich. And it looked amazing, but it also looked very expensive. So that kind of went out the door right away. <laughs> but I did go to Serious Eats after that to look up uh, Kenji Alt Lopez's sort of grilled cheese mechanism. Fundamentally, pretty standard. Uh, the one thing he does is he toasts both si- the bread ahead of time on one side. And then puts that internally toasted side with the cheese and the toppings. Yeah. And then toasts it again on the outside. So you get a little bit more butter and it keeps your bread. Uh, bread It stands up to the right. to the second round. Mm-hmm. So I did that. Uh, I used a mild cheddar, some uh, pickled jalapenos, and then a, uh, this, it's difficult to say, uh, to describe, but it's an Indian pickle, like a very spicy red sauce, essentially, mm-hmm. that my mom happened to bring last week. And I was like, fuck it, this looks good. Like a chopped up, uh, like veggie, medley pickle type thing? Yes, exactly. Uh, and it was very, very good. So <laughs> when, you sent, gotta... when you sent yours over, what I was worried about was that you were, you were working with some spicy ingredients. I think you had hot sauce, yeah. too. That was the pickle. The, the the pickle is hot. Right. So I, I was originally going to use Valentina hot sauce because uh-huh. that's kind of my go-to right now. But I saw that pickle in the fridge. And I'm like, fuck it. So you went with pickle and jalapenos, yeah. which are both like vinegary, I'm assuming, like funky. The pickle is less vinegary than you'd think it would be. Yeah. But it's a very mild flavor. But very vinegar- spicy. Vinegary, funky, spicy. Like, was this just like hot toast? Like... Uh, you would think, right? Yeah. But I think the the key was the cheese ratio on there, which was, there was a, a healthy serving of cheddar on there, yeah. which really brought things down heat wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the jalapeno added a nice sort of uh, texture to it, a little bit of crunch from those. Yeah, the vinegariness cut through the fattiness though, because that's the big thing is you're working with a lot of butter here, right? Yeah. Especially if you're double toasting this bread. So it really kind of worked together pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's something that I would do as sort of a standard grilled cheese, just because some of the Indian flavors didn't necessarily jive perfectly with everything else. But, right. you know, man, for, for a fun experiment, it was pretty good. That sounds pretty good. Like, I think one thing that was interesting is that I upped the cheese way more on the fancy yeah and i don't know if that was intentional or if just when i added more ingredients it seemed like i needed more cheese to counterbalance what i was adding right and i do think that's definitely a strategy for keeping it in grilled cheese territory <laughs> just the more cheese, heaven forbid yeah. it's just like bacon and dijon and caramelized onions you'd look like a fool yeah, yeah. who would eat Honestly. that who would eat that how did the double toasting work out like the double toasting i think because it was wonder bread it didn't do anything it it was negligibly i can't imagine it adding any wonder bread does not hold up no matter what so it just didn't help at all um i will say the other thing he does is he if you're using unsalted butter he salts the outside of the grilled cheese sandwich that did help a lot that really elevated some of the flavors and just you know you get that flavor right away it helps with the butteriness of everything yeah i i like pretty heavily salted foods i don't think it's heavily salted i think properly seasoned foods so colleen <laughs> hates it um so you put too much salt on things matt i just i've watched way too much cooking related content in my life and now that is like where i'm calibrated in terms of my salt usage is like yeah you'd be kicked out of the kitchen yeah chef level which they're all going to get heart disease. better. 
gotten better. Um, but yeah, no. I just I, don't salt my boiling water enough. That's your my pasta water. Criminal. That's your big complaint. Criminal. How else do you season the pasta? That's where you get all the salt in the pasta. Oh, Sauce. I know. So, see, if you don't season, this is a, then the, the seasoning is on the outside. Teach my old roommate because he would, he'd be like, "Oh, well, this part's not salty enough, but the next part will be." I'm like, "No, if you don't season every step, it'll taste weird." Yeah, because the salt doesn't just instantly get in. Like, just because there's salt in the sauce doesn't mean the pasta tastes salty. And even I have to start taste like there's a salty sauce. But around why do it. I need the sauce in the pasta to take taste salty? No, you because like when you bite through the pasta. The sauce will be salty, but the inside of the pasta will be bland because it's not but seasoned. Wh- but the sauce isn't salty. No, the it's sauce, not salty. It's sauce seasoned. is properly salted. It's right. not salty, but it has. You're not, you're salt not in going it. for salty. You're going for seasoned. I just like don't like you guys. Okay, whenever I cook anything else, every step of the way, I put salt on it. Yeah. I just, do, yeah, I just don't. You put like a cup of fucking salt in your water when you boil it, and then like the oh, pasta is too salty. That's a lot of salt. I don't put a cup in. I like. I, we he have puts a, a gallon. He puts seven gallons. He puts the pasta, dry pasta, into a bit of salt. Right, and then I yes. wait, and then I just eat that. <laughs> yes. he eats it by the handful. Yes. with red sauce. Okay, uh, honestly, it was only one time that he made it too salty, but it was really salty. That, that one time, I don't even remember how much I added, but I do typically just grab our salt container, tip it, and like sprinkle some in. So it's got to be yeah. salty. It's got to taste taste like the ocean. It's pretty salty. All right. Well, this check it check us out next week on Colleen does everything wrong, and these two men are going to explain to her why she does it wrong. I don't think you do everything wrong. But just most. Definitely most things. <laughs> Everything's a lot, Colleen. You shouldn't oh, be yes. so down on yourself. <laughs> um, Anyways. I had something to say about the fancy. But... Um, oh, I was going to say, like, this is definitely something that's just like every... You could do a lot of little things to make it incrementally better. You know, right. double toast the bread, season the bread, add... You know, whatever your assortment of, like, ingredients under the sun. But at the end of the day, it's melted cheese on toasted buttered bread. So it's going to be tasty. Yeah. Yeah, it's a a hard-to-beat thing. Right. Um, Like, the... nostalgia aside it's just it just tastes good like it's just good yeah so i think like and i think to maybe colleen's like opinion of it it's just that it's hard to elevate very far and maybe that's your point with the roxy's thing like the bare ingredients or the bare basics is already so good because it's just simple and it works that adding a bunch of stuff like you're not going to be taken by surprise by what the end product is you'll just be like well, it's just a different grilled cheese, so... Yeah, it's, like, marginally better. Right. Yeah. Which is good, like, and it's fun. It's fun to take these, like, things and, and try and, you know, optimize them, I guess, but... Yeah. Fuck, it's still grilled cheese. It's still grilled cheese. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could have done the whole, like, oh, cheese on the outside things, but... I did... Honestly... I did think of some of that stuff, like, trying to get the a cheese crust of like crispy cheese or like what other things you could do, I guess to like maybe Parmesan on the outside to get that to caramelize or, but it seemed to bastardize like the idea of just making a grilled cheese sandwich. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. What if we made, what if we made a grilled cheese? So the family I used to nanny for, 
Jacob used to eat, um, cr- we called it crunchy cheese, where you just like sprinkle cheese into a pan, spread it out like shredded cheese, and then you just let it get crispy and flip it. It's like basically you just fry up cheese. Yeah, cheese crisp. Yeah, yeah, cheese crisp, but like homemade. And I feel like that would take this to the next level. If you like made a Kraft Singles grilled cheese and then you just put that on top and then you had like the extra crispy bit yeah i think you, putting your interesting like your cheddar or something on the outside could really add a lot of additional flavor yeah texture more than anything yeah I think it's really gonna that bring good that crunch. crunch that good crunch tm yeah <laughs> yeah it, it sounds it sounds delicious right talking about it but like those are the things that i think then i have if it's not a single pan single heated element kind of thing like i feel like you're starting to remove away from just assembling yeah. a grilled cheese also it's like how long am i washing my hands after this because it feels like it's gonna start to get pretty long yeah. they, they, <laughs> like oh my hands are cheddary now yeah but i have a lot of good ideas after this episode for things to try yeah oh well it, i'm just glad we had a very satisfying very easy food episode <laughs> nothing unpleasant uh nothing too painful so uh, how many sonic adventures is the classic grilled cheese sandwich damn okay so this is something that like probably went hand in hand in my childhood literally like a grilled yeah, cheese uh, and a dreamcast controller with a greasy controller yeah <laughs> um but oh god i mean sonic the hedgehog is just bad this is this will be the challenge i think of going to any quote-unquote homemade food even though we just heated up three processed ingredients like it's going to be better than like a packaged like gusher or fruit roll up or something uh lunchable lunchable okay i mean way better than lunch so lunchables you can't even heat up as we prove so that that's but what (laughs) shit was fucked what i'm getting (laughs) that was pretty gross what i'm getting to is that like it's almost unfair because we made this at home and it's like a known quantity and Sonic the Hedgehog is like somebody's work that they put out as like a statement and it's bad and Matt, I can't you change you it. Don't, you don't need to be afraid of hurting people's feelings. It's like an infinite number of Sonic the Hedgehog, like an Avogadro's number type quantity to get close to what <laughs> deep Avogadro <laughs> cut there. I was smart at one point in my life. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, then he married me. I, no, it's, I sold my soul for money. It's been a steady decline. <laughs> um, no, like that. It, it's just like something that was objectively bad and something that I think is objectively good. So it's like I need an impossible amount of that really, really bad thing to match it. If I'm going to yeah. put it on a scale that maybe people at home like, I'd eat a hundred grilled cheeses before I pick up Sonic the Hedgehog again. Wow. That's fair. Colleen? That's harsh. Um, If I had to give it a number, like how many Sonic the Hedgehogs was this classic grilled cheese? I'm going to say... I'm going to say 50 Sonic the Hedgehogs. Which I think is fair because I would not eat that many grilled cheeses before playing Sonic because I've honestly had the music from Sonic stuck in my head since we recorded that fucking episode. <laughs> and multiple times I've been like, man, I kind of want to play Sonic right now. Ah, it's in there. You caught it. Like an STD, it's in there. Ugh, it's just the like nostalgia part of this. Like, it's not that Sonic's good. It's that it's Sonic the herpes has of video games. so much nostalgia for me that like I would be, I'm okay with it being bad. I would still play it. Yeah. 
Okay, interesting. Two different techniques. Um, <laughs> honestly, yeah, I'd, I'd never play Sonic Adventures. Yeah, again. exactly. So uh, much to Matt's point, it's like, how do you divide by zero? There's just, I'm yeah. not going to do it. Like, you can't make me. Whereas this honestly may have reintroduced grilled cheeses into my sort of lexicon. Because yeah. I don't know if I've made a grilled cheese in a while. So it, it's nice to, it's like an old friend came to visit. Right. I'm like, oh, I remember you grilled cheese. It's a tough comparison. Like, if we had just done Lunchables or something, like, yeah, there's a chance in my life I will pick up another Lunchable because I will forget what it was like to experience it and go, like, <laughs> I think I'm on a zero yeah. with Lunchables, too. But, um, but Sonic, I know I will never return back to. Lunchables I will not even buy for my children. Yeah, that's... A- and it's not, like, like a poverty thing. I could have all the money in the world. They could be begging for it. I will be like, fuck, no. Yeah. You will not put that garbage in your body. <laughs> I mean, there's a good chance Colleen will come home with them in like a week or two because she's just like, I just wanted a pizza. <laughs> just, yeah. I just needed the pizza. I needed the za. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I think it's got to be. Um, Ten thousand <laughs> grilled cheeses. Okay. To Sonic Adventure. Wow. That's the only way I can think of it, Justin. I would never, I'm never going to play Sonic Adventure again. Yeah. I would. So Never. I'm going to uninstall it from my Xbox. <laughs> the second it needs space, the 800 it's megabytes be gone. that you need back. Yeah. It probably isn't even that much. No, it's not that much. <laughs> it is dumb, though. It's like, well, we need four gigabytes of space on your Xbox. I couldn't put it in an external hard drive. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's not, it's been nothing but bad. <laughs> Yeah, and you don't have any of the nostalgia goggles to even, like, jump back in and be like, well, we'll no. dick around in the show garden. Well, the, the yeah, and the grilled cheese was just pure, unadulterated joy. <laughs> so, if you're telling me... I mean, 10,000 is generous to Sonic Adventures, I'll tell you that much. Wow. Yeah, that's how I feel. So, guys, I, I think it's been another successful week. At least we didn't have to... I mean, at least there was some amount of joy this week. Yeah. It felt good. You know? It felt good to be yeah. back in the Happy. in the green. Because I think, yeah. what was our string? Jungle to Jungle, Wild Thornberries, Sonic. Sonic. Oh, my God. Yeah. The Jungle Block, as we call it. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't Legends? Of the, well, Legends wasn't that bad. But yeah. Legends was pretty good, yeah. Um, yeah, it was J- Legends to Jungle to Jungle to Wild Thornberries, Sonic Adventures. It was a rough one uh but well, we made it through the forest the jungle if you will we've dug out of that pit of despair yeah and maybe we'll leap back into it who knows but it's been a very successful episode this week guys see you next time thanks for listening this week join us next time on the one where they record a podcast <laughs>